guys, welcome back to the Read This Instead podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Jean. And I'm Kelly. And we're back again today with, if I'm going to be honest, an episode that I am very excited about because we're talking about a book that I loathe, I hate. Ironically enough, it's called The Hating Game, so lots of layers to that. But um, before we jump into that, um, Kelly, do you want to tell me about your high and lows? How's your week been? Yeah, so I would definitely say a huge high this week is that I was able to see you um, yesterday. You had a really fun time. You came to visit, and we went to my uh, to our friend's um, ceramic studio, made some ceramics. I got to show you the library where I work. Um, we played a really fun and weird game called the Psychology Game. Um, I don't even know what all we did. The day was just over so quickly. <laughs> um but it was so fun and also legit. I'm so excited for this podcast specifically today. Um, I haven't read The Hating Game, but I'm so excited to hear your thoughts because um, I've said before, the only thing better than a really good book is a really bad book. So I'm so <laughs> excited. Um, and then the low is, so long story short, just schedule-wise at work, the way things have been working out. I normally work Sunday through Thursday. And I've been working Monday through Friday. Mm. And when and it's the same amount of hours either way. But when you're used to having that Friday off and you have to go in, oh. it's rough. <laughs> like, it just makes the week feel about a million months long. But um, it's all good. So, you know, it's nice to have Sundays off. But at the same time, I feel like Sunday afternoon is... Just not my favorite part of the week. So it's like, I I would maybe rather just go to work and like, you know, think of it as freeing up time later in the week. Um, And then it's so nice to have that Friday off and just get up early, get stuff done. And anyway, it's just been throwing me off. And daylight savings. um, I hate it. (laughs) So just kind of all thrown off, but I'll be okay. Yeah, I I hear you. Sunday evenings, afternoons can be kind of kind of a rough time for sure. Um, much rather would have a Friday off and you kind of have that Friday weekend feeling and yeah. So yeah. how about you? Oh, um, well for me, my high was also getting to see you yesterday. Um, we had a lot of fun with you and your friends. We got to go to her friend, um, our friend, our friends, ceramic studio and ceramics and learn about all that, which was very cool. Um, we got coffees, we rose, but it was nice to actually kind of be cold and not 80 degrees. So we were wearing sweaters and coats and it was a very cozy November feeling for sure. That's my favorite weather when it's overcast like that. Um, we got mm-hmm. the neighbors, cute dogs. It was just a nice time. So that was lovely. Um, and I always forget what a short drive it is from here to you guys. It was mm-hmm. always under our two hours. So that was nice. Yeah, it's really not bad at all. Yeah, it's not bad at all. Um, I guess my other high is just, um, even though it is very cold, just really enjoying it being cozy. I know you mentioned daylight savings. I actually really like when it gets dark early. I really like it. So I'm really enjoying that. And I'm enjoying like kind of having my apartment set up a little more the way um, that I was hoping it would look and just kind of enjoying being home and cozy this afternoon. So that's a real mm. high. My love. I need. I don't know. I need my maximum hours of daylight, or else I just start feeling cabin fever. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but it's part um, of life. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's it's for sure. I'd much rather have yeah, I, I like it. I don't like anyway, so it's like a tangential conversation, but um sometimes in the summer I feel like the day go they like can go on a little bit too long, but I like it when it gets dark early. Um, so my low is not a real low. It's just that as we are recording, it is November 13th. I am kind of failing at NaNoWriMo, which is National Novel Writing Month in November. I don't think I'm going to finish my novel this month and it's fine. It's a self-imposed deadline. There's nothing weighing on it. It's just, I, this year I really wanted to like, I didn't want to write part of a book. I didn't want to like start a book. I wanted to like, what is a book? But it's fine. I still have a month left after this. (laughs) So... And I just feel like I'm kind of channeling like back from you. Like every time I have time to like sit down and work on it, I'm like, all I do is like complain about not having time to write. Then I have time to write and like I don't write. But like it was funny because like I was looking for some like excuse to like not write and I was about to sit down and write. And then you texted me, do you want to record? And I was like, oh, yes. And I was like, oh, Oh, no. Oh, no. It is like back. But but this is (laughs) but this that is a good reason, though. It's not like it's this is another creative um, outlet that I've really wanted to put more yeah. time and work into as well this year. So it's fine. Um, yes. And it, and it may get the juices flowing. And also I'm not asking you to come out and spend a bunch of money that you don't have on, you know, fancy <laughs> drinks or whatever. So it could, it's not, it's not as bad as Beck. Not trying to whisk um, me away. Paris. Yeah. Not at all. It's not bad. Yeah. But well, and listen, first of all, you're not even halfway through November. So I wouldn't despair. That's and true. you have some holidays coming up. So that might help. Um, and also, I don't know, it, it's been my personal thought of na- of NaNoWriMo. I was like, people who actually, like, complete that, they must be, like, doing cocaine or something. <laughs> like, there is no way. Like, Yeah, or maybe um, they have a full-time job or something. Maybe they have more time or... Yeah, they might be. Um, so I really wouldn't feel bad. Um if it helps you to have that deadline, then you should. But also, you're not even halfway through the month. So um, it you, it very well might happen. And I, I also think, like, because I've never done NaNoWriMo, but I've looked at it a lot in the past. Um, and I think part of the point of it is to take the pressure off yourself of the quality and just kind of, like, just kind of get something out there. And then you can work work with so it's you know kind of like um well maybe inter if you weren't thinking about ceramics and everything is just to get the clay on your wheel mm. and then you can go you can spend time later shaping it and crafting it and whatnot but you're just trying to like produce that raw material um and that's what i think the benefit of it is having that deadline just to like just get something out there and then you have a lot of stuff that you can work with um so, because I, I can't, I can't imagine that most writers, they sit down and have like a really, really good first draft kind of thing, you know, like you just get something out and then you can cut and slash with the band in and, you know, see what's wrong with it and improve it. So maybe that would help you just to feel like, okay, it doesn't have to be however many words of like something really, really good. It just has to be something, um, just like raw material kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah, no, you're what you're you're absolutely right. That is what I think it is supposed to be, and I think I need to kind of adjust my expectations of what my first draft is going to look like, so I'm okay with just having a loose skeleton structure. And yeah, like you said, I like the analogy about the ceramics or about the clay, where it's like you go back in later and you add the color, you perfect it, you shape it. Um, 
That's lovely. Yeah. Thank you. That was very encouraging, actually. So. Yes. I think you've got, I think you'll get a lot more done. Yeah. I think so, too. I think it's your turn to pick a random question. Oh, okay. Random question. What is the weirdest compliment you ever got? I, I actually have an answer because this actually happened the other day. It was Ooh. strangely enough. Um, so I was at Kroger um, and I saw this guy that I don't know his name, but I've seen him in a lot of local theater plays. <laughs> so I recognized him. Um, and apparently he recognized me, even though I don't think that we had officially met. Um, like, I know a lot of people who are involved with the community theater, so he might have just seen me on Facebook or something. But anyway, um, I work a couple blocks from our house and I ride a bike um, to work and stuff. And I'll also ride my bike if I'm going basically anywhere that I can ride my bike to, like um, the coffee shop, the downtown library, like anywhere, anytime that I can ride my bike, I'll, I'll be riding it. Well, anyway, so I saw this guy um, and he was like, Oh, hi, how are you? Um, I, I, I always see you riding your bike. Um, and I was like, well, that's funny, because I always see you on stage at the Jackson Theater Guild. Um, and he was like, okay, but this was the weird compliment part. He was like, um, I, can, I can tell that you ride just for the joy of it and not for an intense workout or something oh. like that. <laughs> and I was like, at first, I was like, oh, that's so nice. And I thought about it, and I was like, wait, what are you trying to say? I feel like he didn't mean it that way, but I could see why you would think he might have meant it that way. He probably meant, like, yeah. hey, you're having fun, but... Yeah. It also and it's it's fun. totally fine. Like, it's totally fine. I really don't care what this random man from Jackson Theater Guild thinks about me. Um, but it's just kind of funny because uh, I was just like, wait. And, and I don't think he meant it to sound like anything negative it was just one of those and and i was like you know he might have been walking away kicking himself after saying that but it was just it was just so funny because it was like oh i can tell that you just do that because you love it and not because you have like a certain fitness goal that you're trying to (laughs) achieve with it so i'm just kind of like what are you saying bro but um anyway it was just kind of weird that's so funny i i hate a backhanded compliment i um i was trying to narrow down so i think one it's, I guess what I took from this question is, like, what was something that you kind of, like, like, for me, it's, like, what what was it that, like, you could take as a compliment, but you knew the person was, like, being snarky or something? Because, like, one time I had a patient, and um, I, I don't know, I guess his daughter didn't like me. I don't know what was going on exactly, but apparently they, like, told the charge nurse, they were, like, well, we were really confused, and then Taylor Swift came in here and was, like, I'll go get the nurse or something, and they were, like, and we don't know what she was doing or something, and it was, like, most things where it's, like... <gasps> Oh, like you said, me was like, you think I'm like Taylor? <laughs> but I was like, wait, wait. How old was the person that said this? What what kind of person said this? Okay, so this was back when I was a nurse assistant, and it was a the gentleman was probably like in his sixties or seventies, but his daughter was the one who was calling me Taylor Swift. She was probably like in her forties, and hmm. you could tell she was just. And like on one hand, I was like, oh, like she thinks like she thought of Taylor Swift and me being the same, but then she. Like, you could tell she was saying it because she was trying to be, like, some airhead came in here and didn't know what they were doing. Oh, uh, that's so um, frustrating. I was like, back in a compliment, but then it was funny because I really liked that patient, and me and him kind of made it into a joke with the rest of his family, where every time I came in, they are like, when's your new album dropping? And I was like, you know, oh. so it turned out to be fun, but it was one of those things where it was like, 
<laughs> you can't hurt me. I took that as a compliment. But anyway, yeah. Right, right. So. Okay. Because I was going to say if it was like a younger person, I would assume it was a compliment. But but she was just kind of, it was just a dig that you seemed really young or you seemed like... Like I was not... not work- I don't... Yeah. Like I didn't know what I was doing yeah. or something. I mean, that's still a weird thing to say because <laughs> love or hate Taylor Swift, she's really good at what she does. She she put and that- she's not supposed to be a nursing aide. So like, <laughs> I think she was I, like, what a weird thing to say. <laughs> yeah, I think she was really frustrated with the care team thus far, and was just kind of like had enough, and it was just said derisively, but it worked out. Yeah, because she should have at least she should have picked an example of someone who was in the same field, but was about like she should have been like, oh, Doctor Frankenstein came in here. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what does Taylor Swift have to do with anything? I don't you know. take her name out your mouth. Out your <laughs> mouth. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. Yeah. But, but they oh, way, also, some, oh, sorry. Well, also one other thing I was gonna say, like, um, sometimes like it's just weird to hear the way that people describe you, even if they're not trying to be a compliment or anything at all. Because once, um, I used to work at the public library in Jefferson Parish, Louisiana. And, um, like, I would work at a lot of different branches. So sometimes people would come in looking for me for whatever reason. Um, and it's like, why do you need me specifically to help you? You don't. (laughs) But, um, and I wouldn't necessarily be there that day because there were a lot of branches I might be at. Um, and anyway, at one branch, I got there and they were like, so there was, like, some guy was, like, wanting you to help him with something in the library. He was like, and... (laughs) And they were like, um, he he said, where is that very tall, Germanic looking woman? (laughs) And I was like, okay. Kelly, that's so creepy. (laughs) Ew, that's so creepy. Well, the thing is, it is creepy, but you get so used to that type of thing after. And and honestly, like, sometimes it's just that they, um you helped them with something before and they get in their head that you're the only librarian that could help with that particular thing. Or sometimes like one librarian doesn't give them what they want and they think that you'll like, you know, when they, you'll let them check out more books or like have, you know, something that there is get technically against the rules, but they think they can get it out of you. And, you know, it's not necessarily for a creepy reason. It's, it's, it is unsettling, but, um, of all the things that patrons did in that library system, that was like by far not even the worst. So the Germanic um, is odd though. Like I wouldn't ever describe you as Germanic looking. Like I don't know. Who I knows. I don't know. It was just a weird way to describe a person. It's like <laughs> yeah, guten tag to you too. I guess I don't know. <laughs> well, speaking of backhanded compliments, this kind of segues us into the book. Um. So both me and Kelly read Book Lovers, so Kelly's going to help me talk about that one. But I don't believe you've read The Hating Game, is that correct? I know absolutely nothing about it other than you hate it. Well, buckle up. I have the book right in front of me, so I'm going to actually pull out some passages to read. Because much like Kelly said about our last book club pick, High Fidelity, this wasn't me going through the book looking for things that were problematic. This was me thinking I was going to read a cute rom-com and just finding problem after problem after problem. And I'm also going to, disclaimer, I could not even finish this book. So maybe if it turns around the last 
forgive me, but I don't think it does. And I read the Wikipedia article, so I don't think I missed anything. It's pretty predictable. I just couldn't make it through. So, okay, um, so it's not that you thought it was going to be like a, a dystopian YA. No. No. Like no. a sequel to The Hunger Games. Oh! <laughs> the behind the scenes story. Um, that's so funny. No, I, I knew it was going to be a rom-com. And, and I will awful preface this by saying, even with book lovers, I, I really don't, I chose that book because objectively I think it is good and it's a better counterpart to the trope about haters to lovers or whatever, but I don't really like haters to lovers trope. So maybe hating game is for you guys. And that's awesome. I thought it was very creepy and gross, but don't, don't cancel me. Okay. So here's, I'm going to read a quick summary of the hating game for you. So, um, this is a book by Sally Thorne came out a couple years ago and is actually now a TV show on Hulu. I think that came out last year and I kind of want to hate watch it, but I also kind of don't want to put time into it. Um, but basically the two main characters are Lucy Hale and a guy named Josh. And they're forced to work together. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's just like you say that okay, Lucy also, Hale first I, and last name. I apologize. Some guy I said named Lucy Josh. Hale. That is the actress's name. Confusingly, the character's name is Lucy Hutton. So you can see why I made that mistake. It's very confusing. Yes, but so okay, I apologize. That's just it's about Lucy Hutton no and a guy named Josh Templeman, kind of the rat in Charlotte's Web. See, okay, <laughs> so we've oh. Templeton the rat. Uh-huh. Now listen, we've we've been watching the Book of Boba Fett, which I know we're behind. Um, it's oh, actually amazing I need so far. That. But anyways, I hear Hutton, and I'm just thinking about the Huts. Okay. Oh, I have to check it out. That's so- it's it's so good. Ooh, I will check. It. I like the yeah, Obi Wan one. We're oh, loving no, it. It's a really good story. So sorry, all that background. But so Lucy anyway, and Josh sorry. are forced to work together um, after their respective publishing companies are merged. Complete opposites in every possible way. They hate each other, which is predictable. <laughs> their rivalry comes to a head when they go face to face for the same promotion, realizing nobody <laughs> realizing they both don't want to work under the other person. They make a bet about whoever does not get the job has to quit. However, both become increasingly attracted to each other and share a passionate kiss in the elevator before Lucy goes on a date with a coworker. More on this later. I have a lot to say about this kiss, but going forward, it's so bad, Kelly. Just just wait. Okay, yeah, at a company paintball event, which I also have a lot to say about. Lucy, like, what companies do these people work for where you uh, get paid to go play paintball? <laughs> I've never had a company paintball event. <laughs> not, yeah. uh, not a nonprofit, I'll tell you that much. Not a university, not a school, not anywhere I've worked. At a company paintball event a few days later, Lucy collapses because she has a fever because apparently she's Beth March and is brought home by Josh, which is creepy. More into that later. His brother Pat is a doctor, allegedly comes over to check on her. Not why she needs a doctor because she has a fever but whatever um lucy then um overhears a conversation with josh saying that he needs to bring a friend to the brother's wedding and she offers to accompany him because i guess she feels like she owes him and now she doesn't love him in his debt whatever so um josh wants her to go and sort things out with danny the guy she's supposed to go on a date with before they actually continue their situation oh, um Poor Danny. Um, so she's starting to fall for him. Of course, they realize all of their tension was really because 
they looked at each other, um, which more on that later, very problematic. Um, basically, they go back to the apartment um, later on. They talk about um, Josh's daddy issues. And um, really, there's there's a lot that's not even worth talking about. Basically, they have a lot of tension in their relationship. Let's just say that. They go to her brother's wedding weekend, and um, they take their relationship to the next level. And um, But... Of course, they have a, it's so awkward, they have a, you know how, like, three-quarters of the way through every rom-com, oh, yeah. there's, like, o- Obligatory a, misunderstanding argue- for no reason, just to create, to prolong the plot. Yes. Yeah. Well, you'll never guess this twist. She finds out that Pat, the doctor brother, has a wife, who is Josh's ex-girlfriend, and they're at the wedding. And she's pretty mad at Josh about this. I'm Wait. not really sure why. Um, Wait, why would she be mad about that? <laughs> I don't know. Wait, why is that his fault? I really that's that's kind of seems that seems like that's I really Pat. Wait, wait, wait. I really wait. Were, tell you. were they Jewish? Were they doing the um the marrying the widow thing? Is he marry <laughs> the ex? I'm mean, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to hate on. I'm sorry. Respect the Jewish community. I'm sorry. Don't don't no, cancel no. me. No, no, no. No, welcome. This is the quick rundown. We'll come back to all these things. I, I already um, have so many questions. But then she... <laughs> yes, you should. Um, basically, at the wedding, though, she um, stops being angry because she witnesses Josh's dad being kind of a jerk to him. So she stands up for Josh because apparently he can't stand up for himself. And they start a real relationship. But there's another misunderstanding where Lucy overhears and misinterprets a conversation between Josh and their boss. And she thinks that Josh, of course, has been using the romance to distract her from the promotion. So then she is angry at him again. Instead of seeking clarification, she vows to be Josh for the job. Um, but at the end, I've just remembered, I did actually finish this book because it sounds familiar. <laughs> at the end of the day, um, Lucy finds out that Josh had already quit the job to join other companies, so that she'd get the promotion. And they make up and they become a formal couple. That is the plot. Kelly, I would like to talk about this book with you. But before I do, I'd like to read you the first sentence of the book. Oh, no. Actually, the first three sentences of the book. Are you ready? Chapter one. I have a theory. Hating someone feels disturbingly similar to being in love with them. I've had a lot of time to compare love and hate, and these are my observations. Okay, I'm going to back up here and say I've never been married I have, I, okay, well, that doesn't even matter. I, well, I don't know if it does or not, but basically I have never started out hating someone and then realized that hatred was actually feeling yeah, of no, loving okay, them. Yeah, no, okay, okay. Do you have thoughts on Okay, first of all, <laughs> first of all, <laughs> that's so messed up. Like, hate is not the same thing as love. Um, <laughs> Semantics. I feel like that could open up to a lot of um, dangerous mindsets. Like, oh, I hit you because I love you type of that type of stuff. Um, Cause if you're like, oh, well, hating is just like loving. Like that's like so messed up. That's like, that's that. Okay. That reminds me of kids that I've worked with who they were so attention deprived that they would act out on purpose to get attention because like n- even negative attention was better than no attention and so that's that makes me think like yeah. oh well if someone really just hates me that at least they're thinking about me kind of thing and it's just like no no and 
Like, yeah. okay. I will say that, unlike you, I do enjoy the enemies to lovers as a trope. Um, probably because I grew up in the area of, era of, like, the Meg Ryan, Tom Hanks movies. Like, the, like, um, is it You've Got Mail, where he's the bookstore owner? And, like, you know, but I will say, I want, I'm 100% aware, like, that is a fantasy. That's, like, a, that's a fictional trope. You know what I mean? Like, I, like, I don't... Yeah think that really happens in real life very often um i think is i personally enjoy it um when it's done well i don't think i would like this book um like i loved it in book lovers because and it wasn't even like they weren't even like enemies it was more like they got a she got a really negative first impression of um Mm -hmm. of charlie and then she realized it was right. it was more almost like a like a Elizabeth and Mr. Darcy situation, where she got a really bad, yeah, Which where I she like got that. a really bad like first that. impression, and then she she realized like oh actually he, that he was kind of coming across wrong when I first met him, and there's actually a lot of things about him I really like, and like I think it's just like the I think that's enjoyable storytelling because it's like um, just like the process of that, and by and. But, you know, I also, I wouldn't want people to take that as, like, um, say if there's a guy who was, like, shooting up a bunch of red flags, um, like, yeah. <laughs> as a podcast that I like, they often say they're, like, more red flags than a communist rally. <laughs> more red flags than <laughs> Tiananmen Square. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like, more red flags yes. than the Kremlin. But anyways, um... So if, if someone is giving a lot of red flags and you're like, oh, well, I'll give him a chance because it might be an enemies to lovers, but he's, like, actually abusive or whatever, like, no, don't do that. But even in Book Lovers, like, he wasn't, like, abusive. It was more like she thought he seemed not not a very fun person or he seemed, like, really or aloof or, yeah, or like, not, not a fun personality. And then she found out, like, she had gotten the wrong impression about that. But um, also this whole thing of like the bet where you like one of us will lose our job and one of us gets a promotion. Like who are the, who are these the people point? that they're, they feel like they can bet on their livelihood. Like, that's like do they have a backup plan? Are they dad? Like what is going on? And like, okay. And I'll say one more thing and then I'll let you continue on. But um, there is a show that I love. It's on Amazon prime. It's a British show. It's called upstart crow. And it's like a, it's kind of like the play, the the something rotten play that we saw, where it's just like really hilarious, self aware, um, show about Shakespeare, the the character, like the person, um, and it's just it's so funny. But anyway, there's one episode that was kind of making fun of um, Much Ado About Nothing, where there's Beatrice and I think Bernard, where the two leads, it's like that was like the original enemies to lovers where they're always, like, snipping at each other and kind of um, bantering and, like, they're very, like, sassy with each other. And then, of course, they fall in love. Um, and there's there were two characters in the show that, like, um, they kept having all this witty banter. And um, little Shakespeare was like, oh, they, they they this means they're actually in love. And I've got to, like, you know, set them up and get them together. <laughs> and then at the, end, at the end of the episode, they're like, no, Will, we really, we actually hate each other. <laughs> <laughs> it was oh, just funny. so funny because they were like, "No, no, we're not." Funny. 
bantering because we love each other. We genuinely can't stand each other. Please stop trying to set us up. So it was just so funny. But anyways, continue on. I've got so many more questions. Yeah, there's so much more to go. Okay, so basically in the first chapter, she talks a lot about how every day they they're the composition of their office space seems to me fundamentally mismanaged where they're basically sitting at two desks that are set next to each other in such a way that they have to look over at each other from their computers like they stare at each other all day which i'm like i feel like you could fix that if you really wanted so to they're right Jim from the office um also i know and this book I, I also i'm like you guys could definitely be working from home i don't know what they do they work for a publishing company but i don't it's kind of nebulous what their jobs are but there's a quote here where she's talking about how it feels to have to spend eight hours every day sitting across from this guy. And she describes him as this. She says, I'm 28 years old and it seems I've fallen through the cracks of heaven and hell and into purgatory, a kindergarten classroom an asylum. And then she puts in her password and says, my passwords have all been variations on how much I hate Joshua forever. And I was like, this just seems like she has some personal things she needs to work through. Like, why is she like, I get if you're like, oh, this coworker is a so she so sorry, backing up here. The important thing to note before I read the really where it gets really bad is so far we have we can see inside her head that she does think he's very attractive because all she does is talk about him and looking at him and his <laughs> muscles and his eyes and his cheekbones and so that's fine, but you have to remember he is not inside her head. He doesn't know anything except that she hates him because she's really mean to him. She doesn't want to talk to him. Problematic. Wait, so why does she hate him? So like, what's so bad about him? Well, I think it started with like his publishing company, like took over her publishing company or something. And I think really the reason she hates him so much is because he is so attractive and he's like not giving her attention or something. I I don't really know. I, there's okay, no reason. He's not like they just don't a like huge they just, jerk or anything. I mean, he's kind of rude, okay. but. So she just hates him for no reason. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of awful. Well, I mean, he's not great either. I don't like Joshua either, to be clear. They both suck. Um, But, okay, so she's um about to leave work and talking about going on her date with this guy named Danny, which she overhears all of this. Um. And I also really hate because he has this like nickname for her, which I think is like just really, it just ground my gears. He calls her shortcake, which I just find to be really like sexual harassment at work. I don't yeah, know. No, I don't like it. Yeah, no, first of all, hostile work environment. I know. They go back and forth about reporting each other to HR. And anyway, so she's going on her date and she is okay sorry i'm trying to find the part where okay so josh goes okay so okay this is so she's going to her car at the parking garage and i'm sure kelly you have worked places where the parking situation is very sketchy and you leave at night and nothing more terrifying than a big guy following you out when you're trying to get to the car which is what's happening to her here joshua follows her out to her car on the way to her date Another weird thing she does is she keeps track of, um, like, every shirt that he wears every day and, like, has it, like, charted. It's, like, really okay, creepy. Okay, so... And she also... I don't think she hates they... him at all. This just sounds like a crush. But she keeps saying... Where, like, I, where's the hate? 
Okay, let me read you the hate. Let me read you the hate. I think I'm going to have to read this just for a hate read. <laughs> yes. Okay, so here's an example of their conversation. She says, not that I care what you think, but I'm well liked here. Everyone's excited about my book club, which you've made pretty clear you think is lame, but it will be team building and pretty relevant given where we work. And he says, you're a captain of industry. They talk a little more and he says, you're not doing much to convince me you don't care what I think. He leans back further in his chair, blah, blah, blah. Whatever my face does, it makes him glance down and, oh no, okay. <laughs> anyway, um, but I don't care what you think, but I want normal people to like me. That's what she Read. said to him. He says, you're chronically addicted to making people adore you. The way he says it makes me feel a little sick. She says, well, excuse me for doing my best to maintain a good reputation, for trying to be positive. You're addicted to making people hate you, so what a pair we are. I sit down and tap my computer mouse about 10 times as hard as I can. His words sting. Joshua is like a mirror that shows me the bad parts of myself. It's school all over again. This is also just like the most generic people in situations ever. Like, I don't know. They, it, it is. Um, there's just like so much to sort through. Um, okay, so th this is one part where she's talking about how he looks like Clark Kent or something. She says, but Clark Kent is such a darling, all bumbling and soft. Joshua is hardly the mild-mannered reporter. He's a sarcastic, cynical, bizarro Clark Kent, terrorizing everyone in the newsroom and bothering poor Lewis Lane until she screams into her pillow at night. Charming. So she. this is basically the first two chapters is all just stuff like that. They snipe at each other. She talks about how much she hates him, but also talking about how she thinks he secretly likes her. Goes on and on. Finally, after chapters and chapters of buildup, he, they are in the elevator. Sorry, but I'm trying to find this part. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, do, 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 do. Okay. Basically, you can tell from her internal monologue that she does have a big crush on him, but again, he doesn't know that. So, so they're going out to the elevator. Okay. So they're going to the elevator and they're talking about each other's cars. And she said, and they're talking about, they're just basically making fun of each other's cars. I feel a chill. Okay, Kelly. I feel a chill of fear when I see his big thumb push the B button. He looks down at me, his eyes dark and intense. He's clearly deliberating something. Maybe he'll murder me down there. I'll end up dead in a dumpster. The investigators will see my fishnets and heavy makeup and, well, moving on. They'll follow all the wrong leads. Meanwhile, Joshua will be calmly bleaching all my DNA off his shoes and make himself a sandwich. Serial killer eyes. I wish I didn't sound so scared. She said that out loud. He looks over my shoulder at his reflection in the shiny wall of the elevator. Basically, they go back and forth, and then she says, um, please don't kill me. There's probably a camera. I take a step backward in fright. I doubt it. He looms over me. He raises his hands, and I start to lift my arms to shield my face, like I'm in some awful, schlocky, drive-in horror movie. This is it. He's going to strangle me. He's lost his sanity. He scoops me off the floor by my waist and balances me on the handrail I've never noticed before. My arms drop to his shoulders, and she says, put me down. This isn't funny. And then he said, then basically they start making out. And it's like, wait, that was their first that, kiss? Yes. And I'm sorry, that is very, like, gross. Like, you don't grab okay. someone in an elevator and kiss first them. First of like, all, swoon. <laughs> Not. <laughs> no. Like, oh, what? That, that's, how it's was that so going bad. into their first kiss? I'm so confused. That's terrifying. It, it makes no sense. because He has serial killer she's eyes? She basically has. 
Yeah, and she has, like, internal monologue about how he thinks, she thinks he's going to kill her, and then he, like, straight up picks her up, she says, put me down, and he doesn't, and they start kissing, and she does start kissing him back, but I'm like, not okay. Yes, that's what she's doing tendon tendon befriend for a fear response. Yes, exactly. It's awful. Kelly, when I read this the first time, I was like, is this a cautionary, is this, what, is this, like, how has this not been cancelled? Like, this is... So like, bad. Like this is teaching men okay, awful behavior. Did he actually murder her? And this was like her dying fever dream. Like what? Like this is what she wished happened. What? I mean, honestly, maybe the power dynamic is so skewed throughout the whole book. She's talking about how he's six three and he's so big and she's five foot. And I'm like, this is gross. Oh my god. Okay. I can't. But then she goes on her date with Danny, the coworker, and she can't stop thinking about Josh. Basically. Oh okay. yeah, I so just, I just love ahead. feeling I like want... someone's about to kill me so hot. Woo, past the smelling salts. <laughs> yes, um, so the next part I want to read you excerpts from. Basically, a couple days goes by, she's thinking about him, he's thinking about her allegedly. We don't hear his monologue, but we know she's thinking about him a lot. But she's still going out with Danny, which is incredibly bad behavior. Um, but... They go on this corporate event where they play paintball. Here's what I'm going to say about the corporate event where they play paintball. I hate books. <laughs> okay, Sarah, I'm going to cut out just that little clip and put it on the Instagram. Sarah, I hate books. <laughs> I mean, pretty much. Okay, I hate books that create these situations where... There's not real danger, but basically it utilizes the drama of a, of a situation to, like, create more tension with the kid. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Cut that out. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. I hate this scene in the book. I hate it. So they're playing paintball, which is not a real danger. Like, if you I lose, mean, you those, lose. It's fine. Or, like, you can just leave. Hurt, but yes. Well, you know what? They don't have to play. <laughs> yes, they do if it's for work. I guess that's true. Um... Well, basically, they're on the same team, and she really sucks at paintball. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there. And <laughs> because of that, um, he takes it upon himself to be, like, her guardian throughout paintball. And I, when I say this chapter made me want to vomit, <laughs> it made me want to vomit, it's so bad. So they're having this, like, very like back and forth spat while they're playing paintball between like, you know, paintballing people. And it's like a little, it's getting like a little bit like, you know, whatever, like you're like, oh, maybe they do like each other. But um, basically, okay, first of all, read. imagine being their um, teammates, nothing to listen to all that. Eye roll. You're like, y'all, just please play I the know, game. Please stop talking because then the other side will hear you. Ever. Just please shut up and play paintball correctly. <laughs> Okay, so basically during the game, she gets a really bad fever and gets really sick. I don't know why at that moment, but she does. She, this is so bad. Okay, so she goes to the bathroom because she is throwing up after the paintball game. And before I can, she says, before I can feel like it's completely out of my system, there's a sharp rap on the bathroom door. There's only one person I know who could knock so impatiently and put so much irritation into it. Go away, I tell him. It's Joshua. I know. I flush again. You're sick, I told you. He jiggles the doorknob lightly. 
I'll get home by myself. Go away. Okay. So he doesn't go away. She stands up and the door opens and Joshua enters. She basically passes out and he takes her back wait, to the wait, house. Wait, wait. Which I is... saw the movie of this. It was called Psycho. What? Does that happen in Psycho? <laughs> I've never seen that. <laughs> the famous shower scene. I'm sure you've heard of it. That's, oh what, that's what I'm picturing. Yes. Like, why is this romantic? What so, is going on? He basically forces her in the car to where take were her care coworkers? of her. And not helpful. That's where they were. Not helpful. Yes, no one says anything. I'm like, rule number one. If I am out and I see a girl that looks even a little sick or slightly inebriated and some guy is like, I know she doesn't know while trying to get in the car. I'm like, excuse me, sir. How do you know her? Ma'am, do you need help? Would you like a ride? That is decent. Girls stand up for girl behavior. No one says anything. She's basically delirious at this point. It's so bad. It's so bad. Okay. So she goes to the house. She's kind of in a fever dream. And, um, oh God, (laughs) this is so bad. Okay, I can't even I can't even go there. So basically, um Wait, what? he pearls on Edward Collins and like watches her while she sleeps when she's sick. No. And then he calls her brother, who is a doctor. And I'm like, the last thing I would want is if I was sick and the person taking care of me was a creepy guy from work, the last thing I'd want was for him to call his brother to also be there. Like, can he at least get a woman yeah. into this like whole situation? Like well, he called her mom okay, to come. Even if it was a guy that I like was trying to date um i would no. be like this i don't want you no. don't want you watching me throw up like like he should have been like hey who here at the corporate event could take lucy home who here knows how to get in touch with her mom yeah. like okay so remember in pride and prejudice when mrs bennett was trying to set up jane with mr bingley and so she deliberately made her go yes! ride over there in the rain so she would get a cold okay so this would be like if that happened and then um mr bingley like went in her room and like dragged her out then took her to his room so she could like be sick in his room i mean it's just like what why like, i don't know and like you know and the and and his sister is just let it happen like what Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so much of this, I, I can't even, it's, so, okay, so then his brother comes, helps him feel better, helps her feel better, but it's like, honestly, if you thought she was so sick she needed a doctor, you should have taken her to the nearest ER. Don't call your sketchy brother up in here. Yeah, we don't need okay, that. what kind of doctor? Like, what, okay, and it's like, my brother, oh, he's a dentist or something. <laughs> like, is he? He's a dermatologist. He's a street pharmacist. Like, what's, like, oh my gosh. It's really bad. Uh, But basically, they have a long discussion where they both realize they don't hate each other. If you ask me, it's a case of Stockholm Syndrome. I'm not sure. Um, And um, also, it, it just, I just, this girl, like, do you ever, like, I don't know how some people, like, make it through life because her boyfriend Danny keeps trying to call her 
And finally he gets through and he's like, hey, it's so weird. I keep trying to call you and Josh keeps answering. What's up with that? Ha ha ha. And it's like, are you not at all suspicious? Or did you want to go check on your girlfriend that this psycho from work is with her? What She's an idiot. Sick. Like, what is wrong with these people? So, yeah. So she's sick. She gets better. They go back and forth um, on things and realize they don't hate each other. Honestly, that was kind of the juiciest part of the book that I really wanted to talk about. The rest of it is basically smut and not worth reading. Okay, in I, my so, opinion I still want to know like, why but, she was mad about the ex wife brother situation. So I'm going to wrap up my thoughts on the hating game real quick before I move on to what you should read instead. Honestly, I could go on about this book for a long time, but I'm not going to because I don't really have much more to say about it. It just is quite bad. And it ends, as you might think, they get together. So spoiler alert, but I don't care if I spoil that for you. It sounds dismal. (laughs) Um, But, you know, it's not dismal. Um, So in picking out a book that we thought we'd recommend instead of um hating game is book lovers and um i'm gonna ask kelly to help me talk about this one because she read it i gave it like a b minus but that's more of a me problem than the book problem it's a it's a very well-written book emily henry is great it's just not really my genre but um i can give you a quick summary before we talk about it yeah or i can if you want because i I did like it more yeah so yeah go Um, for it basically like i loved book lovers and i will say it does have some like um maybe a little more adult passages so if you think that's not for you like don't read it but um it's just really cute (laughs) um and it's basically like um kind of a loving parody almost of a lot of classic rom-com plots where um so like Nora who's the main character she is um basically like the classic fiance that's always dumped to marry the lead character in the romance movies so like you know how um uh like sleepless in seattle like those classic rom-coms there's always like this um fiance or girlfriend back in the big city who's like or like hallmark movies she's who's like obsessed with her career is like really particular and like um overdressed and all these things and the main guy always meets like some and she goes yeah like the main guy always meets some kind of homey a hometown girl or whatever who like owns the family's bakery or something like that and like breaks up with fiance and marries that girl and so she literally is that and she's had a number of relationships end in that way where her boyfriends would like they'd go to a small town for work or for some other reason they fall in love with a girl there and they would dump her um and you know i it's i don't i won't give away the story and it's it's not like the world's most original plot or anything like that but what i loved is that um the it it just made me so happy it was just a book that when i finished it i had a smile on my face because there's also a sister plot and everything there's things that work out with that and but basically like i i loved it because um the main guy charlie um once they get over their like kind of her um initial bad impression of him um all the things that make her the typical disposable fiance like, he doesn't like her in spite of those things. He legit likes those things about her. Like, um, and that was, like, the kind... She's, like, the kind of woman he was looking for. Um, you know, he he likes that she's um, 
a strong personality. He likes that she's really career driven. He likes that she's a perfectionist. He like he likes that she's really really smart and um you know he he likes that she's overdressed. Like he like he's he's into it. He's into all <laughs> he's into like all those things about her and um it was just so sweet because it wasn't like oh she found this great guy and she has to change herself for him or he's like well you know you're this stuck up big city girl, but I guess I like you anyway. It's like, no, I, that's what I'm into. That's what I like. <laughs> and, um, I don't know. I just think it's so sweet. I think there's, yeah, I just think that's like a really good message and it's, it's just a really cute, fun book. It, another fun thing about the book is it, it's kind of a love letter to all the romantic comedy tropes. So it's very self-aware and that it, um, discusses a lot of them it, again in a self-aware fashion throughout the book. And it, it is very, um, it is very endearing. It would make an excellent Hallmark film. So, for sure. Um, and as Kelly was saying earlier, it's not so much a hate to love so much as it is more like a Darcy Bennett um, misunderstand to grow. Yeah, to understand. It, it really is. I guess it really isn't enemies to lovers, I guess I would say. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, but, yeah, it's that, really fun. So. Yeah. Um, so... I was really excited about this episode, so thank you for listening to it. Um, again, I could go on and on about how much I, I hate this book um, by Sally Thorne, and if you read it and you also just need to get it off your chest and, like, give yourself a brain shower, you know, hit me up. Um, uh, slide into our DMs. Let's talk about it. Yeah, no, so, I'm legit going to read it just so I can, just for a hate I'm read. So, welcome but to the But I might side. do the audiobook <laughs> at, like, 2.0 speeds <laughs> get through it sooner. You could do the Hulu show. <laughs> oh, so now here's the question. So I wonder if in the th in the Hulu show, they make all the characters more likable and they make it less problematic and horrifying because that's been the case literally our past I'm two really episodes, good. The Cuckoo's Nest and High Fidelity, where it was like, <laughs> oh, he's he's so not as bad in the in the movie or whatever. So like watch that be how the Hulu show is, that it's like they took out all the scary horrifying parts and then people are like i can't believe you're hating on the hating game i loved it anyway it's like did you read the book? yeah did you read they it they usually make them more yeah. likable in the movie yeah it's a smart move they don't want to get canceled so that's fine um i guess how dare they make it better um but yeah but no um absolutely um yeah just um Make sure to leave us five stars. <laughs> well, so do you want to share what you've been reading this week? Yes, please. Uh, I do want to. I am reading a book called If We Were Villains. Um, and I apologize. I can't remember who the author is. But it's um, a great dark academia vibe. So I definitely wrote it. Yes, it's about a acting troupe, uh, a theater troubadour group, however you say it, a thespians at a college. Um and of course, there is a there is a murder. <laughs> so, um, that's been pretty great. I um, I finished. I just finished something else, and I can't remember what it is. Um, wow. Um, I just I bought Madeline Miller's new short story that she just wrote, and I plan nice. to read that this week. And. Hey. I just finished another book, and I do apologize, Kara, what it was. What, what, what are you reading Yeah, this week? so I just finished a book that might make a good episode in the future, because it was just bizarro. Mm. Like, it was called Circle Nine, and 
I think I came across it on like a, if you liked this, you'll like this type of list. So I was like, oh, I'll give that a try. And it's, it was weird because while I was reading it, I was super into it. And I was like, oh, what's going to happen? This is interesting. And then I finished it and I was like, that made no sense. <laughs> like, um, and I'll, I'll save all of that because I think it really would be a good episode. Um, but basically like it literally made no sense and I had so many questions. So, and it was kind of about, it's kind of about this, um, young woman who, um, uh, she, she's kind of passed out and she wakes up and there's like a house fire that's going on and this guy rescues her and she doesn't, she has amnesia and doesn't remember anything of like who she is or, um, and it's like an interesting, it's an interesting <laughs> setup. But then it just makes no sense how things play out. So anyway, um, that's what I read, and it should be, like be like that sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, I don't know if I'm. Um, I feel like I've been reading a, kind of more fluffier books of late. Like maybe fluffy's not the right word, but kind of like, um, like thrillers and like kind of not not super deep book so i might try to read like a deep book next but maybe not we'll see so yeah, yeah but is there anything no, else you really want to add or say about that horrible book or anything like that i could go on and on so i'm gonna cut myself off now um but if anyone wants to talk about it again please slide into our dms um because it's pretty bad and if you've watched the tv show love to hear thoughts about that maybe we have a bonus episode about it but um no, I think that's it. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and rate, review, and yes, subscribe. Yes, please do. And also, Sarah, you know what I think we should do? Is what? at some point um, get some snacks to uh, cure our to heal our souls and hate watch the TV show. Oh my gosh, I'm so here for that. So, Let's do it. All right. Well, we'll see you guys soon. Bye. I love you. Bye. I mean, not love you. <laughs> hey, I love we you. love all of our listeners deeply. Especially the ones that we like and subscribe and leave five stars. We really love them. Okay, bye for real. <laughs> <laughs>